Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. It might be Good Friday, but we are here, and I'm back. Chris Nelson, good morning to you. Good morning, Mark. It's good to see you again. We didn't see you last week. Oh, we had one out of the last six or seven. I know. It's Maybe. amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so now we're back. We're back. The band's back together. And hopefully back and stay back. Yeah. So no racing in Queensland today, being Good Friday. No, but is... it's probably only a matter of time. We're racing in Victoria. We're racing yes. in New South Wales. We're racing in Perth. Mm. Uh, it'll footies happen on, one of these footies days. Footies on everywhere. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. Um, I know people... You know, still trying to hang on to that, but it's slowly eking in. Uh, it doesn't have, you know, I don't want to get too religious here and all that sort of stuff, but Easter's a big time for those that are religious, yep. etc. Uh, and I understand that. But Christmas to me would be sacrosanct. I'm not a big fan of sport on Christmas Day. Uh, no, and that we don't have any sport on Christmas Day. It hasn't not really here yet. through no, yet. No, has no, not it? here yet. They do in, in the United States. It's a big, big game of yeah. something. But they have Thanksgiving. They have a number of days on Christmas, games on Christmas Day, yeah. basketball and and NFL, but they have Thanksgiving and, and so on before Christmas. I'm which, sure we can have one anyway, day without. Anyway, that's got nothing to do with racing, but there is no <laughs> racing today no. in uh, Queensland in any of the codes. The good news for you, though, is Capalabar's back on Sunday. How good is that? Straight track racing is back after mm. the flood, so Capalabar back on deck. Albion Park hopefully not too far away. Yeah, speaking uh, with Luke Gatehouse on Breakfast with Patton Heels earlier in the week, uh, yesterday, in fact, um, hopefully uh, end of the month, maybe into May, Luke's desperate to get his uh, CEO's cut of steak um, back because he's missing that. He's missing that. So uh, hopefully Albion Park for the Greyhounds will be back. The the harness racing is already back at uh, Albion Park. So and Redcliffe's done a great job. As Ipswich is doing a great job uh, for the Greyhounds as well. Now, what were your top three highlights of the week? That's a good question, Mark. I've got all these three pieces of paper and looking for my top three highlights. I've just found them. Rothfire's trial on Tuesday was. A real highlight. Okay. I know you've probably got another trial there on Tuesday that was your highlight. but I didn't know Rothfire was trialling. I know the big goodbye won the trial, which is a horse that I own with yes. um, heels Hard and Brixie and Paddy. Yeah. Well, we own it. <laughs> you either um, own it or you don't. Well, not really. Yeah. Well, I mean, people okay. think you own the horse okay. lock, stock and barrel. Uh, Rothfire's trial. And we're going to speak to Rob Heathcote later on, so we'll get an idea. Who of trains the big goodbye. And Rothfire. Yes. Right. That's right. Gypsy Goddess's uh, effort in the Australian Oaks last Saturday at Ramwick running second for David Van Dyke I thought was terrific. Uh, I thought it was a chance halfway down the straight, but uh, the winner, El Patroness, just kept on going. So, unfortunately, couldn't make up the ground, but didn't lose any ground on the winner. Battled it out all the way. I uh, don't think a decision's been made as yet as to whether Gypsy Goddess will, will go on and contest the Queensland Oaks. But uh, I've got a feeling she might. So let's hope that's the case. And you know what was my third highlight last week, Mark? Was it racing related? It is racing related. Nashville Willer. No, no, that was uh, that was very good what he did. But yeah. He copped a $40,000 $40, fine. $40,000 fine for, what, three more 
hits than he should have. I did. I did the numbers because yeah. it was such, it was a four million dollar race. His first prize cut at five percent was one hundred and fifteen thousand yeah. dollars. So he's got a net seventy five still. Yeah, but still. it would hurt. Oh, absolutely. I don't care how much you earn. It would hurt. That. Yeah, absolutely. Now my third highlight, considering the last four races at Doombin last Saturday, the winners went off at twenty six dollars. and $19. The quaddy didn't go off. Right. So there's a jackpotted pool of $200,000, I believe, or nearly $250. Paddy's getting very excited about that, yeah. The highlight was when they'd finished that last race and it was all over because it was an absolute bloodbath. I think most people were in the same boat. So that was a real highlight, the end of the day. Oh, okay. Well, I would never have guessed that. I know you wouldn't, but... uh, I can tell you most punters did because that was hard work. Glad I waited for that. So there are your top three highlights for the Wewell, top two highlights and one to make up the numbers <laughs> right. in that respect. Now, you mentioned the trials this week and uh, in all seriousness, um, some really good horses returning. Yeah. Uh, look, the two, a couple of the main ones really were uh, obviously Rothfire who won his heat at Doom and he looked really good. He ran time. He spaced them. He wasn't pressured at all. So, so he's obviously going really, really well. Vega one was... Hard to work out Vega 1. He he was sort of in a good spot, looked to be travelling well, and then he sort of went backwards in the straight. But you have to take into account Ryan Maloney didn't move on him. He wasn't asking for any effort. Tony Gollan post-trial said that that was pretty much what he expected. He was happy enough with that. The horse will trial again in another couple of weeks. So I wouldn't put anything into Vega 1's trial. Uh, I'd watch it in a couple of weeks' time, and that'll give us more of an idea as to where Vega one's at because, of course, he's coming back off a, a, a serious injury mm. where he almost died yeah. after the Strad broke last year. And Star Tontes, the other one of Rob's, I thought was really good running third in her heat. She's come back well. And, uh, of course, the big goodbye, Mark. Outstanding. Yeah. The one Vega one's trial. Yeah. Not not surprising for us in the know. Um, in the, the, fact know. That, the fact was that we didn't even know <laughs> it was trialling. He was in charge of our little syndicate and didn't tell us. Mind you, he didn't know either. We only found out because you told us. Um, and then it ended up winning. So we collect some more prize money, don't yeah. we? How much do you get for a trial win? I don't know, but uh, Heels is is searching for that as we speak. (laughs) Uh, So the big goodbye back, and what about April in Augusta? Well, April in Augusta also trialled on Tuesday morning, Mm. and uh, look, she went okay. She was only out for a soft trial. That was official from uh, Kelly Schweder. And she looked a chance halfway down the straight, but she just wouldn't quite take a run uh, inside the winner there, between the fence and the winner. She was a little bit shy, Jimmy Orman Road, and said that she was a little bit shy to take that run, so he basically sat up on her the last little bit. She'll trial again in two weeks' time, and then she's off to the races. So you had Jimmy Orman, who's in form. We had Ben Thompson on the big goodbye. There you go. A couple yeah. of good jockeys there. A couple of there. good jockeys there. Um, now, steady the weapon, as we refer to Steady Ready, um, Tony Sears has said the, that uh, the weapon, Steady Ready, is not for sale. He's not for sale. There's plenty of offers. And this is Tony's words. The bloke who owns him is in Singapore and he's got plenty. Mm. So uh, why would you? And I mean, why would you? Even if you did want to sell him at some stage or you're thinking about it, you wouldn't do it now because this horse no, is going no. to get better and better and better. And his price tag. It's only had the one run. Yeah, and he dominated. Yeah. So he's going to get better. And he's unless he, you know, I wouldn't wish it upon him at all, but unless he gets an injury of some sort, mm. that's, you know, but he's, he doesn't need the money, this guy. So no. let's have fun with the horse. Let's keep the horse in Queensland. I don't want to see it in Hong Kong. We want to see it racing in Queensland. Yeah, and the sceptics before that um, win was suggesting that the 13-length win in the trial was yeah. nothing, to write home, nothing to write home about. Yet um, 
Maddie Sears told us it's a weapon, yeah. uh, and it was a weapon. Uh, oh, but was, let's see how it goes second up too. That was a, that was a really good win. Just mm. the, the sustained speed throughout. You don't see it very often. Another horse, um, Sacred Oath, is back, I believe, this weekend on the Gold Coast. Yeah, running at the Gold Coast on uh, t- tomorrow Saturday is Sacred Oath. So this is the horse. This is the horse, of course, that is part owned by Shane Warne and Campbell Brown from mm. SEN and, and quite a few others. Uh, Ran second on debut, then copped that awful interference and lost the jockey Ryan Maloney at Ipswich, as we saw. Has had a trial since. Trialled nicely at the Sunshine Coast last Tuesday morning and will race at the Gold Coast tomorrow. So looking forward to seeing Sacred Oath get a win on the board. Noel Callow, I believe, is riding yeah, Sacred well, he's Oath. flying down there. He couldn't have a better jockey on top. Now, speaking of jockeys, uh, Willie Pike will be allowed to come to Queensland for the Winter Carnival this year. Yeah, with the mandate dropped on, I think it was Thursday morning, the mandate was uh, was finished about uh, vaccinations, etc. Everyone can go anywhere they want now, barring you know aged care and those sorts of places. So no issue there for Willie Pike to make the trek uh, north for the carnival. He's been riding in Sydney, as you know, for quite some time, and he will be definitely looking for rides up here. He's got a good relationship with the Gold Coast Turf Club. I would put my house on it, but I'd put plenty on it. You'll see him on Hollandale Stakes Day, which is early in May. I think it's the 7th of May. Okay. And um, he's coming north. The other jockeys will come north. The other jockeys will come anyway. Yeah, but he'll be, he'll be basing himself here for a while. I don't know that he'll base or... himself or not. I don't know whether he being in Sydney, whether he'll just fly up. He'll probably just fly up. Yeah. Probably had ride the midweekers in Sydney mm-hmm. like the J-Macs do and those guys and just... And just, um, it was only Glenn Boss, I think, that based himself here okay. last winter. Well, he'll be heading up. The other jocks will head up. They'll find accommodation, but the horses may struggle. Yeah, we're having a bit of trouble. It's such a popular carnival, Mark, as we know, and everyone wants to come to Queensland in the winter to escape the cold, especially from New Zealand as well. Uh, there's trouble with the boxes, the amount mm. of boxes. Now, a lot of the reason for that was there's a lot of stabling off course at Eagle Farm. It's not just the stables in the middle of the course. Uh, and a lot of those houses during uh, COVID were sold, sold yeah. because the offers yeah. were too good to refuse. So stabling's dried up a little bit. We better take a break here. <clears throat> Excuse me on the punters, mate, on this uh, good Friday morning. We're going to speak to Rob Heathcote, as you mentioned, later in the program. But after the break, Michael Costa, who is heading over to Dubai, his life is about to change. That is after the break here on the punters, mate. It's all thanks to Racing Queensland. Queensland is racing. The action continues across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Now, I know you've been very keen, Chris Nelson, to have uh, our next guest on the program for a couple of weeks. And finally, your dream has come true. Your wish has come true, I should say. I don't know about dreaming, but certainly your wish. (laughs) Yeah, I've been really keen to get Michael Costa on the show, Mark. Uh, when that news came through a few weeks ago that he was heading uh, to Dubai uh, to train for one of the uh, the sheiks or to link with one of the sheiks there, that's uh, that was very big news at the time and, and a great opportunity for Michael. Michael, thanks very much for joining us this morning. Good morning. Thanks, Samuel. Ah, it's a pleasure. Uh, this is uh, very exciting stuff. Just tell us a bit about it. Yeah, so uh, beginning of the year, received a, received a cold call that uh, the team in Dubai have been watching me closely and fast forward things we've been we flew over to dubai and uh, considered the role and it was far bigger than we could have ever anticipated and it's a it's a team of roughly between 60 to 80, 80 horses in dubai for sheikh ahmed bin rashid al maktoum and who's the the australian uh, probably public know him quite well with the adib 
deep silks with the yellow and black epaulets and uh, to go over and run his run his racing stable over, over in Dubai, which is uh, pretty pretty amazing stuff. It's a completely different ball game over there with a lot of lot of dirt racing, but uh, it's uh, it's a great bloodstock band and uh, and a great team to go with it. Was it a difficult decision to make, even though the opportunity is huge? I'm sure there were a lot of factors that you had to weigh up before deciding yes, or was it an instant? I've got to do this. No, initially it was. Uh, I was on the on the on. Initially, I said no. I said uh, I thought I was a little bit, a little bit too Aussie. I was extremely happy with the way things were going in the Gold Coast, and we're just plodding along. And in my mind, within the, the next decade, I was I was I was hopeful that I would be finding out a premiership here in Queensland within, within ten years' time. And uh, so the initial response was no, and they called back a month later and said that the boss had considered all these options from all around the world and. He uh, he wanted wanted me, and he told told his told his team to make it happen. So that's when I agreed to to go over and have a look. And once we went over and had a look, uh, the facility was just I can't imagine there being a better better facility in in, in the world. And uh, to expose our our family and our kids to to that part of the world and and that experience and whatever comes from it after after being there as well. So, uh, just an opportunity we couldn't turn down. So it was, a, it was definitely a hard decision, but um, in the end, uh, I think we made the right one. Yeah, and now that everything's sort of settled down and I'm, I'm sure plans are in progress to, to head over to Dubai, um, do you occasionally sit back and over a drink or in a, in a chat with the family and say, well, how did we end it? Well, what the hell? I mean, this time last year and now what, what's happened the last few months? It must have been a whirlwind. Whirlwind's the exact uh, exact words of how I've I've put it forward, and there is some nights in bed where we're just laying there and thinking that uh, that will be that will be uh, over, over in Dubai in a few months' time. It's, it's it's pretty pretty crazy. So it is. The kids are. I've got three three young boys, seven, five, and two. The two older boys know what it's about. They've been on YouTube and got a good under, understanding of, um, of of what's what's happening, but. Um, now it'll be a pretty great experience. We race the five months of the year over there. There's a couple of months to to get the horse horses fit, but in the summer they have the summer break and they have the opportunity to to go to Newmarket and to the US and experience all those sorts of sales and that part of the world. That's just something that we wouldn't be able to to uh, showcase to the kids because being a trainer in Australia, it's 365 days a year and um, uh, there's there's not too much time for to reel away for a holiday. Have you been told, Michael, what it is about you and your training that stood out and what um, Sheikh Maktoum uh, appreciated? Do you know why you're the man? Uh, not. I've got the, the, the basics around it. And uh, they were. he was quite keen on, on someone young. He's been renowned for bringing young people into his team. He's, uh, he's got a, he's got a uh, situation where he's got a, Arm um, Investments, which is one of the biggest investments arm um, in Dubai and, and real estate arm, um, and he's he's very keen on bringing young people through that he, that he believes in. And uh, whether it was uh, a gut feel for him or a ca- character, that was the initial initial response and the initial uh, initial plan. Uh, being young as well, they want to create a relationship of something which can um, have have some longevity with it as well. And uh, they did some due diligence around the world with uh, with recommendations, and um, they went. Uh, they had a lot of recommendations that uh, that I was uh, quite capable and 
I guess a, a good bloke to go with it. With it was was their um, their, <laughs> their wording. Now, obviously, this has come a lot earlier than uh, than you would have expected the opportunity, Michael. But uh, I mean, long term, was it one of your goals to train overseas uh, further down the track? I mean, you're only a young guy; had a lot, lot of years ahead of you yet. Was it a goal of yours? Not, not really. Uh, I've I've always been uh, fascinated with the Godolphin model and how that that works and operates, but. To be completely honest, I just had complete laser focus on on what we would what we were doing here, and not trying to saturate here, but just trying to uh, just really establish ourselves here as a as a as a leading leading stable. So um, having those sorts of plans would have been just diverting from Plan A. So no, there was never 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 a goal there. It's just something which was sprung upon me and. Um, had to be had to be considered, and you've come a, a heck of a long way. I mean, we, we read often in articles about you that uh, you were you were I think sleeping in your car at one stage, uh, two thousand and twelve. That time, trying to build yourself up, you got to the Gold Coast. You've done an amazing job there, but I mean, you've been through your share of hard times, I'm sure. Yeah, it was definitely hard, and um, many trainers go through it. And we we all have our our day to day battles and. It was an extremely hard industry to break into with with no family ties on on a on a shoestring budget, and there was plenty of times there we we just uh, slept in the car instead of going back home. Into uh, my, I moved back in with my parents, and they lived a quite a distance away. I always had their support and 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 backing, but there was just times where you you get home from night racing or you get home from the races, and you you just couldn't get home to get back for the morning shift because we didn't have staff. So. They were they were the tough times and extremely hard hard to do and I don't envy any young trainer going through that at this stage but um, hopefully they can uh, they can push through and, and get the results and come out the other end. And when do you officially finish up? When do you leave? Uh, officially, we're going to look to we're currently going through all the votes of all the horses at the moment and uh, the plan is that I'll be looking to wind down in April. Um, we don't want any interruptions to any of the horses or any of the owners' uh, campaigns. So if there's any any horses running in the next couple of weeks, which might tie, tie over the beginning of the May, which could head into the carnival up here, we might look at uh, just giving them a run or two in May. But uh, ideally, we'll be looking to finish up completely by the end of April, and uh, I'll be kicking off full-time training in, in Dubai in uh, the beginning of J- July. And most of your horses, where will they go? The voting process is well and truly underway, so the majority uh, will look to um, our racing assistant, Michael Morrison, is, is kicking off yep. training at the Gold Coast, so he's looking to kick off with roughly uh, 20 to twenty to 30 horses. Uh, but Annabelle Nesham is taking over our boxes at the Gold Coast, and she's got um, great support with uh, with Tyler Aquas and, and the Turf Club, and looking at the votes coming through um, thick and fast, it's looking like she'll get a... Um, a very good starting point with um, with probably looking like the majority of our horses. Michael, they say, you know, racing is different around the world. Um, does that mean training is different? Will you have to change at all because of the horses and the, the tracks? You mentioned the dirt, dirt track and the fact that racing is five months of the year. How how will you a- adapt to that? Yeah, it's it's definitely different around the world. And the, the dirt racing is it's something different. You even see it with the dirt size coming to Australia, um, not firing. So it's a completely different, uh, I guess it's the same thing as being a chef. You put butter in the pan here or over there, it's going to melt. So the, the main thing is about being adaptable uh, and, and going there and, and being willing to change and, and just get the best out of the horse. So I think we keep the basics the same and 
getting the horses fit and well, um, and then we we work around that. But my main focus in the in the first year is we have to sift through the horses that are there, and I'll be just trying to surround myself with the best people within the industry, uh, the best feed, the best vets, and the best everything. And we've got the best resources and and the best support from from the boss. So with that, um, I think that should set us up for success. Uh, um, how quickly that takes, it will just be a, be a matter of time. Mate, uh, very exciting times ahead. Yeah. Uh, it's just a wonderful opportunity for you and the family uh, to live in another country so close to other areas around the world, as you said, to be able to uh, experience a different type of lifestyle. Mate, we wish you the very best of luck, and uh, it gives us another reason to keep an eye on Dubai. Yeah. Thank you. Look forward to getting you guys up there as well for the Cup Carnival. Uh, <laughs> we'll be there. Oh, okay. <laughs> if I had the opportunity, good on you, mate. Thanks for your time. That would be wonderful. Um, Thanks, my brother in law and sister get have been over there, obviously, when Henry was with Godolphin. Um, and I, you see, have you been to Dubai? No, no. I mean, Never. watching the golf from Dubai. Looks fantastic. It, it looks know, like a, something know. out of a video game. Yeah. It doesn't look real. Just on yeah. Michael, too, this is a funny part of it. Uh, when he initially received the call, it was a bizarre number that came through from Dubai yep. and he thought it was a prank call. Yep. So he didn't actually answer it the first time around. So, you know, when you get those calls and I've had a few lately from Russia yeah. and all these joints, maybe not Russia. Yeah, I don't, think, sometimes I don't think it'll be a sheep from them. Dubai ringing me to ask me to do anything. But, um, <laughs> you never know, Mark. You never know. You never well, know. leave a message and I'll get back to you. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, look, it's, it. It's a great opportunity, but it must be scary too yeah. in that respect to go over to a totally foreign. You don't know anybody. No, different no. language. So, yeah, and different, with three young kids, wow, different yeah. way of life. Yeah, absolutely. Good on um, you. Yeah, well done, Michael. We better take a break here on the punters. Maybe we'll speak to Rob Heathcote on the program, uh, hopefully very shortly, and uh, find out about the big goodbye who trialled. Um, on, during the week, I think there's some other horses we probably need to ask Rob about. Big Why? goodbye is not the top of the list, Mark. Top of my list, a, just because I own it, I'm entitled to ask. I'm, a, I'm entitled to ask no, less the than trainer. A share than I've got. As the owner of the big goodbye, I'm entitled to ask. Part owner, as well, yeah, with heels and Patty and Brixie. Uh, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Queensland is your place to race this year. In exciting times, the Winter Carnival is not far away and we've had some good horses returning uh, to trials during the week. Chris, you were very excited. April and Augusta trial, but no no one was more excited in no. southeast Queensland no. than Ian Healy, Pat Welsh, myself and Brixie when one of our yep. multiple of horses that we own, the Big Goodbye... Won a trial at Doombin for Rob Heathcote on Tuesday. Heels was beside himself. So I thought we've got to get him on the program well, to find out all about our horse, the big goodbye. Can I just... I'm not interested in Rothfire or Star Tontes. No. Even, <laughs> even though we've still got the Rothfire cap in Heels' merch corner, it's still there. We've got to introduce Rob. Rob, good morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, mate. Thanks. Good, Very well, thanks. Can I just say something before Mark goes on his merry way here with the big goodbye, Rob? I was watching the trials, and I told them when it won, they didn't even know the horse was in. Heels doesn't forward us the emails. (laughs) You know Heels well enough, Rob. You know what he's like. He doesn't forward. We didn't know. Because he always didn't tell he's us. Trying to get, he's trying to keep the price to himself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but you tell me then before we came on air, it went all right, did it? It did. You went super. Mm. It wasn't so much the fact that big goodbye trial nicely. It was, the, the, it was a quality trial. There were some very, very good horses in the trial, and he did it well. And just as importantly, he's pulled up well. So 
he's ready to rock and roll. We'll get him oh. back to the races very soon. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You know, you know, heels will drive because heels has your number. He's going to drive you nuts. I can guarantee you. He's all over this now. The the racing league and the big goodbye. We got Maroon Magic. Trent sent us an email the other day and. Hell of a Barty we've got as well. There's a few there. So we're all very excited here at SEN um, with breakfast with Pat and Heels. But this is the punters, mate. And you did have a couple of other horses that were trialling. Well, there were a couple of other smart <laughs> ones that went around. Rob, especially uh, Rothfire, you must have been uh, ecstatic uh, with his win. Uh, yes, yes. But I expected it, Chris. Yeah. Simple as that. I mean, if, if I've got him sound and healthy, he's, he's in the top echelon of sprinters in this country. I've got no doubt about that. And, and even his aborted Everest crack a year or two or so ago when he ran, what he ran fourth to uh, Nature Strip and Eduardo on a on a heavy eight, it belted down with rain half an hour before the race, but he hadn't run for a year and 2.6 lengths or something, you know. So it, it shows you where he's at. And if I've got him sound, and at the moment I have, sound and healthy, he looks a million bucks. Um, he did what I expected him to do. Compare him with previous preparations, Rob. Where do you think he's at? Do you think he's going better? Well, <laughs> he's not going better than pre-injury, put it that way. But yep. he's going as good as he's ever gone post um, the Golden Rose where he fractured his testimony. So I, I suppose the big difference, Chris, is that he's had a good break time. You know, after I brought him back from Sydney, he only had three months in the paddock, just running around being all um, and enjoying himself. Prior to then... It was pretty much all rehabilitation work, you know, in and out of training all the time and lots of, you know, work on that leg trying to get him right. But, you know, in the end, I pulled the pin and the slightest, you know, speed bump or hiccup that I had after the premier stage. So just said, that's it, paddock three months and then we'll bring him back for the Brisbane Winter Carnival. And that's that's our goal and we bang on target. And we'll see him in the, uh, in the victory at the end of the month with Jimmy Orman on top? We will. Uh, set weights, 1,200, uh, Eagle Farm, and he's got a great record racing at Eagle Farm. It's where he won his Group 1, JJ Atkins. But he, he's a horse that he, he doesn't really like too much giving the track. And, you know, the Eagle Farm, we're never going to get that. You're always going to get that lovely, you know, good four. I think the softest it'll ever be is a soft five, and mm. you need Ninja Rain, <laughs> the boarding of the race, to get that. Now, Star Tontes ran third uh, in heat number 11 on Tuesday. Prince of Boom ran second. I love this filly, Star Tontes. She is just so honest, isn't she? She's Again, there she was, charging home late under no pressure. Bonnie Wee filly. There's not a lot of her, but she gets those legs pumping. And it was a lovely trial because Prince of Boom and Rubiquitous, they went out pretty hard. They set a pretty hectic tempo. And Taylor Marshall was in the saddle. He's had success on on Star Tonte, so you know, he'll initially kick off her preparation in the um, the Big Dipman Plate in a couple of weeks' time, it's the 23rd, I think, Sunday week. Uh, but, gee, the way she was going to the line, and he even had a cheeky grin on his face <laughs> after the trial. He said, Rob, I could have got him if I'd tapped her on the bum. You know, that's how well she was going. But we didn't need to take her to the bottom of the tank because uh, it was really only, a, you know, a... A fitness hit out after her uh, excellent campaign in Sydney where, you know, she just got nutted in the group once around by a head. How did she lose that race, Rob? Oh, I was uh, out of my chair at the 200-metre mark or the 100. I think just going to go straight past. It was hinged, wasn't it? Straight past hinge. And then oh, on the line, I thought, oh, no. I think you've got to give hinge a fair deal of credit because yeah. I think hinge saw Startante's there and gave an almighty kick enough to win the race. And, of course, Hinge has subsequently gone on, placed mm. in the Coolmore, 
run a blinder in the binary. You know, just a genuine group one horse, as I believe Star Tonto did as well. Emerald Kingdom was impressive also, and we'll see him tomorrow go around first up against the likes of Zoo Style. You expecting them to be a bit too speedy for him at this stage? Yeah, probably, Chris. And I think that's why the market's got him $18. Yeah. I nearly fell over when I saw it. I thought they must have made a mistake. They added an extra digit. But, look, Zoo Style, you know, the horse is quick. He's speedy, um, shooting for gold, you know, Steve and Matty's horse. But look, it's a quality... Quality race, and my guy is not a thousand metre specialist. He's a 1350, 1400 metre horse, but this is an ideal race to kick him off because three weeks later, I'm whipping him up for a nice stake in the red line up to Rocky for the Archer. Oh, yeah, so, the Archer, uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Yes, we've already uh, secured a slot there with Rob Carr and his mates, so looking forward to it. So, this is a, I mean, he'll be out there trying. We want to get some prize money. Don't worry about that, but he'll, uh, he'll be better for it. The Daybreak Lovers, the other feature, you've got Release the Beans, who I think can run a really good race. I uh, got in a bit of bother first up, back in the field, which is not his go. I can see him mapping really well from the gate. And the thing is, he's ticked that Eagle Farm box many times. Oh, I love this horse. He's so tough and genuine. He's, he's no oil painting to look at, but first light racing, they chose well when they bought this lad. And how sadly we miss Spill the Beans, you know. Mm. He's produced so many good horses and... And this horse is so tough, and as you rightly say, he got he got smashed coming out the gates by my other horse, actually, Hamlet Ron Snitzel, and it sent him back in the field, and, and then he got an interrupted run up the straight, and he carried 59 kilos, and he was ever so brave to run third, but Jimmy said, a little bit of luck, Robert, we nearly win this race. And Enterprise Pong, you know, give her full credit, she led, she'd done all the work, she's a genuine group class filly as well, so... I'm really looking forward to this race, and from Barrier 2, gee, I think our lad released the beans, might be releasing the beans, we hope. I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Just another one I wanted to ask you about, and you mentioned uh, Hamlet von Snitzel. Now, this is a horse that's been an enigma uh, with Nat McCall. You've only had Hamlet von Snitzel for one run, and I thought it was a really good run, but I'm very, very wary of this horse. H- how's he going? <clears throat> Don't be. He is a genuine good horse, and, and that run, you'll note, he had to, had to seriously change directions, mm. you know, halfway up the straight and lost a bit of momentum. And in doing so, he gave his leg a little bit of a whack. Um, so hence the reason why you haven't seen him nominated. But I've got him in next Wednesday uh, because there's a 1,300-metre three-year-old quality handicap at uh, Eagle Farm in two or three weeks' time. He's got his name written all over it. But it, you, whatever he owes you, Chris, follow him. I will. I will. And Mark, uh, he's... Right. Big goodbye is also uh, nominated for next Wednesday at Ipswich. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Well, why, is not, why isn't the managing director of our yeah, syndicate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, uh, this winter carnival, how tough is it going to be just to win a race, any race? It seems that everyone now, after the success of last winter, uh, everyone from down south wants to come up, and we're really attracting some quality fields already heading into winter. How tough is it going to be? Yeah, it's always tough, though, Mark. Every year, the quality horses, even the last couple of COVID-interrupted years, there were still plenty of good horses here, and it's tough. But you need a very good horse, and you need a, a decent slice of luck to win during our winter carnival. But at the end of the day, mate, it's it's what carnival racing is all about. The focus of the nation will be on Brisbane. 
Gold Coast, Caloundra and, you know, the other feature race meetings. It's exciting and it's, it's going to be even more so exciting to be a part of it with some genuine mm. chances. Final question. Are you defending the mixed foursomes title this year at RQ or Royal Pink and Bar, as Heels calls it, uh, with Mrs Heathcote? <laughs> well, definitely, definitely. You know, I haven't, I mean, I'm, you know, I love my golf, but lately it's been head down, bum up. I've been working and haven't been playing too much golf, but uh, no, I look forward to getting out there and defending it with Mrs. Heathcote. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's always good to talk to you. Thanks for time. And I'll let Heels know, right, so Wednesday. Wednesday. That'd be goodbye. He should be telling you. I know he should but be. All Saturday. Oh, I've got it nominated for Wednesday, but it is Ipswich. You've got to draw well here. Don't uh, draw well here. We might go for the Okay, well, I get Heels to have a, a give you a call, and he, you can him and discuss whether or not you should run it. Uh, listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Rob. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Rob. Listen, guys. Have a good Easter, all right? You, you too. too, mate. You too, Rob Heathcote. They're always great with his time and always uh, wonderful to he chat is. with him on uh, whatever program you have here on SEM. But seriously, Heels will drive you nuts. So well, Wednesday or Saturday? He might drive Rob nuts, but he's not telling you anything. No, I know. I did get an email from him before about what? Who? Who is it? Um, um, Maroon Magic debuting, um, or got another trial coming up, and then won't be too far away. So Trent's excited Maybe you should about make a little bit of a takeover. Of a well, yeah, potentially, but anyway, we'll see what happens. Hell of a Barty. Hell of a Barty is one of us. We've got a few. We've got about six. It's very hard for us to keep up. Stable. It's easy for you with April and Augusta, no, one and right. only. That's right. Right. We've got we've got a plethora that we have to keep an eye on. So we better take a break here on the punters, mate. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. After the break, we'll find out Chris's follow, fold, or forgive. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Queensland is your place to race this year. Good Friday morning. Chris Nelson with me, Mark Braybrook, and time to check the latest betting odds with our good friends from CrossBet. Scott Cross, good morning to you. Very good morning to you. Big Easter planned? No, mate. Very, very quiet for me. I'm very. I'm looking forward to doing a lot of nothing. <laughs> well, let's say there's plenty of sport on, uh, and certainly plenty of sport today as well. Uh, we've got the uh, the Broncos in action. We've got the Reds in action. Where do you want to start? Well, look, let's start with my beloved Reds. Uh, the Reds coming off a buy last week, a, a favourite uh, at a dollar eighteen against the Rebels at four dollars seventy. Look, I think this uh, should be an easy one for the Reds. The line's nine and a half. I'm confident uh, they'll cover this, and I think you know, moving into to Magic Round for for the rugby soon, this is going to be a good showing to make to see if the Reds uh, can match it with the New Zealand teams. Yeah, that's that's the key for all the Aussie sides, and particularly those that are up the top of the table, like the Reds, to see whether or not they can match it across the Tasman. Now, um, the Brisbane Broncos, I'm not sure they've been as big or outsider as they are tonight to take on the unbeaten Penrith Panthers. Now, I could have this stat wrong. From what I can believe, this is the longest odds the Broncos have ever been in the history of the franchise. They're at nine dollars. Penrith is a dollar and seven cents. The line is twenty-one and a half. Short of a miracle, I don't see how they get it done here. This is just a Penrith steamrolling, I assume. Yeah, and with Payne Haas um, not playing because he's suspended, makes it even tougher to head to Penrith tonight. So the Broncos have got it all against them. And um, the Titans are taking on Manly at Brookie, which is never an easy place to play either. 
No, Titans are two fifty. The Eagles at a dollar fifty four. Look, it's probably a bit closer than you think. The Titans, you know, haven't been playing too bad. The Lions seven and a half. Look, if it was me, I'd be taking the, the Titans plus seven and a half in you know what could possibly be an even tighter match than uh, than what the odds say. Couple of big races on uh, today uh, tomorrow as well. Um, what about the All Age Stakes? How's that looking? Yeah, the all-age stakes, actually, it's not a bad field at all. The, the, the punters have come for a few of them. Uh, we've got Mwanga, Cascadian, uh, Ellsberg. Forbidden Love uh, is the favourite at the moment at $4.60. There's money coming for Tofane, but interestingly enough, the market mover is Nimely. Opened at 17, in at 12s. Um, I think at value, Nimely doesn't look too bad with Damien Oliver on top. Another... Sorry. I was going to say, can you give me some sort of lead for uh, one there at a bit of odds? Cascadian, I thought, was a good run in the Doncaster. Number two. Yeah, Cas- yeah Cascadian, James McDonald uh, on top. Opened at 11s. It's, it's pretty, it's firming at the moment. Not a lot of money coming for it, but you certainly can never, you can never rule out James Cummings no. and the Godolphin horses. Uh, they, they certainly know how to aim them for a race. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that. Enjoy your Easter weekend, and we'll talk to you next Friday morning on the program. Take care. There Thanks, he Scott. is, Scott Cross from CrossBet with the latest betting news on this uh, Good Friday. Now, thanks to Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility. Chris Nelson, let's have a look at follow, folds, or forgive. forgive. Okay. You've got a few this week. You've been, you've been busy while I've been away. I'm have always you? busy, mate. Well, that, that. That, well, well, I'll decide that later. Yep. All right, here we go. Now. Now, I explained to you two weeks ago, I think it was, the yes. terminology behind flop, turn, river. It's a poker term. Yes. Um, and now, here we go, flop, turn, river is on the uh, follow, fold, or forgive again. Yes. Well, flop, turn, river looked to be the only danger on paper to Natuno at uh, Doombin last Saturday. But unfortunately, flop, turn, river flopped out of the barriers once again, and that was the end of his chances. So... It looked like he might be a chance to run into the placings halfway down the straight, but uh, it was too big a task. So his debut run was really good. His trial was really good. He missed a start badly last week, so he's definite forgive. So we'll stick with Flop Turn River. There's certainly a race for him along the line somewhere. Put on the red light. Well, we we knew this one would be flashing home late in the race, won by Coco Rocks. Got through along the fence. Looked as though it might go past Coco Rocks, but just kicked too strongly. Uh, did Coco for Jimmy Byrne and and put on the red light. Just couldn't quite get there. But, look, she's a filly that gets back in her races. That doesn't uh, work well most of the time. But, look, once she gets out over a bit of ground, even Eagle Farm, somewhere like that, you know she's going to be running on strongly. There's as Again, there's a race somewhere for her, this campaign, put on the red light. So follow. Definitely. Okay. Night Mariner. Well, I've been on him oh, pretty much every start this campaign, and he's uh, – he put in a shocker last week. That's all I can say. He was out the back. I expected him to be in the first four or five. He was last. Never got into the race. Patience has worn thin. Folding. Okay. I know what this is going to be. Our next one. Go massive Wongi, One of our favourites. Absolutely massive. For the biggest run of the entire day. He was way back in the field. It wasn't a day we're where We're talking Go Wanji here because we you are. jumped over the top yeah, of me. I, I didn't explain it was Go Wanji. Yeah, the listeners yeah. know we're talking Go No, Wongi. I don't think we, I don't think they yes, do. Yes, they do. I don't think they do. Rixie, they do. Yep. Go Wanji. We're now, he was uh, terrific from the back of the field. Uh, another stride he wins. He was way back. Uh, the leaders didn't go hard in the race. He's got this amazing turn of foot, this horse. He really finds the line, go Wanji, no matter what the conditions, no matter where he is in the run, he'll be making amends for that very, very shortly, Mark. He is a he is a follow with five stars. A weapon? A weapon. A weapon. A go weapon. Wanji is a weapon. And last but not least? Yeah, my old mate Sale, who... Uh, 
two weeks or two starts back, uh, unfortunately, was nailed right on the line by Ostermeyer at Eagle Farm. Thought we'd get our money back last week. and He was in an awkward spot on the fence. Andrew Mellian just could not get off the fence until far too late. And by the time he did, uh, the winners had got away. The horse had bolted. Uh, and that was the end of Sale's chances. So we'll follow Sale. I still think he can win a race in town. Probably needs Eagle Farm more than Doombin, though. Okay, so we've got four horses, uh, five horses, four of which we're following? Yep. Oh, yep. no. Three follows. A forgive and a fold, was it? Who are you folding? I, see, I'm I, folding Night Mariner. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'll actually forgive Flop Turn River and I'll forgive Sale. So okay. Two forgives. And the follows are put on the red light and go Wanji. So you could argue that a um, a forgive is like a follow anyway. Because you're going to continue to follow yeah, it. That's right. All right. We're not okay. sacking. Okay. That's all thanks to Aquas, Queensland's best and largest selling facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. Let's have a look then at the weekend forecast. Let's go through what uh, promises to be a um, pretty big day of racing today at Eagle Farm. Even tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, so I'll lose track of day. Easter. It's a bit hard to, at Easter. Uh, well, Christmas yeah. and Easter are the same, aren't yeah. they? You, you tend to lose track of where you yeah. are and what day it is. So yeah. today is Good Friday, tomorrow is Saturday, yep. All righty. Uh, it does look a really good day at Eagle Farm. We'll have a, a good track, of course. The weather will be fine. Best bets. Race 5, number 11, Festival Prince. Uh, was narrowly beaten at Eagle Farm last start by Bullfinch, who... Got through a gap late in a very busy finish. Festival Prince was on the fence. Now, they meet again. Festival Prince meets Bullfinch. Bullfinch. Four kilos better off for a very narrow defeat. So well off at the weights is Festival Prince. This is no harder. I think he can win. So race five, number 11, Festival Prince. Race six, number five, Sienna's Choice for Kelly Schweder, Mark. Mm. Uh, Sienna's Choice ran last week at Doom. But if you have a look at the replay of that race, she was last on the home turn. She made good ground in the straight, but she didn't get a lot of room. She was running sort of left and right and up backsides and all sorts of things. So she could have finished closer than the margin she did. I think she's beautifully placed in this race uh, tomorrow, Sienna's Choice. She gets to 1,600. That's her go. She's got Eagle Farm, uh, the box tick there, and this is not a strong field. There's a few here that are a bit of a risk at 1,600. She's not, and she's around... Uh, $5 or so, I think she's got a great chance, Sienna's choice. Could almost make her the best of the day. Race six, number five. So race five, number 11, race six, number five, the best. Uh, these feature races, I think Release the Beans will run well in the Daybreak Lover, uh, number one in race number seven. And our old mate Zoo Style is back in the Ascot Handicap. He's a speed machine. He goes really well fresh. Hasn't been to Eagle Farm, so he hasn't ticked that boxes yet. Uh, but he's... He's such a fast horse. You think running on top of the ground would be really suitable for him. So if he handles it, I think he'll be too good. Even from the wide gate, doesn't look good on paper, but most of the speed that'll go with him, he's drawn outside him and he'll burn those off. So he'll find the fence and he'll be very hard to run down. So race eight, number one, Zoo Style, the, the Ascot Handicap. I've got time for one more. Oh, yes. Good. Race four, number seven at a price, Mickey Rose. Only had two starts. Debut at the Sunshine Coast behind uh, that smart one of Tony Gollins, Natuno, who came out and won at Doombin last Saturday in a breeze, was good. Sat wide all the way and fought on well. And then same track, next start, absolutely bolted in in a small field. Comes to town. Yes, this is obviously harder, but you'll get well into double-figure odds about Mickey Rose for Jimmy Byrne, race four, number seven. So have something small on her each way as well. Now, anything stand out? you want to touch on Sydney? Oh, Sydney's – look – 
Most interest for me in Sydney is we see star a straight Aaron go around in race three, horse number four. This was the horse that won the Carbine Club at Randwick a couple of weeks ago. Let down with a big sprint in a race that didn't suit tempo-wise. Very promising and will hopefully be coming to Queensland for the derby. Uh, if he does, he's going to be very, very hard to beat straight Aaron, uh, J-Mac and, and Chris Wallace. So keep an eye on him, race three, number four. And, of course, Fireburn goes for the Triple Crown in the Champagne Stakes. And I think she'll win it in a breeze. But $1.50, Mark, one for your uh, multi. Well, that's what you can do. You can mm. multi Stick it in it the multi. Yeah, and uh, who knows? You can't go broke backing winners, Chris. That's you what like they that? say. Absolutely. Gotta find those winners. All right. We better take a break here. In fact, that's all we have time for on the that's program. It. Time has got away, yes. So there that's it for a, a good Friday edition of The Punter's Mate. Have a good Easter. What are you going to do today? Uh, no different any other. There's no racing on today, so it's not just a normal day for you. Today I'll be going home to plant some trees in the garden. I've got some fruit trees to plant in the garden, and okay. I'll be uh, I'll, I've got chores. Just right. put it that way. Easter you know what it's like. Easter Sunday. Yeah. Capalabar is back. Is it? Capalabar is back. We'll have to come to Brisbane. I might make a, a Capala- detour on the Capala- way. Capalabar is back. Not far away from uh, Albion Park returning. We spoke about that at the top of the show. But that's all the time we have for on this Good Friday. Thanks very much for company. We'll be back to do it again uh, next Friday morning on the Punters. Mate, don't forget racing tomorrow. Eagle Farm, Aquas Park, Gold Coast. This is for the Thoroughbreds. Gatton, Buckalden, Gladstone, Flinton, Emerald, Inesley, Bulawila, uh, Roma and Nanango. Should have pre-read that before I <laughs> rattled down. Albion Park for the Trots and Ipswich for the Greyhounds. That's a big day tomorrow. And then on Sunday, Sunny Coast, Marburg for the Trots and Ipswich. And Capalabar is back on Sunday afternoon down the straight on the grass track. Beautiful. Have a great uh, Easter, everyone. Enjoy your good Friday. We'll be back next Friday morning for the punters, mate. Happy Easter.